Alright guys, we are no, live. No, no, no! Well, you gotta beat me to it. Yeah, that's the only way. I'm gonna beat you, alright. Yeah. You keep saying that word. Live. <laughs> We're not live! This is a recording! How can we be live? We're live recording. Yeah, that's what it means. You're not dead? Live recording. You're not yeah. an imagination, part of my brain? I want to be. How so sweet. You didn't yeah, have to say that. Not yet. I'm not there yet. <laughs> well, maybe when you die. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll just uh, keep you around in delusion. That's always a good place to be. <laughs> Delusional. <Sort of>. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of death. Yeah. We already covered that, about, right? Remember? Yeah, we did. We did yeah. cover death. Mm -hmm. But today we're talking about experience. Yes. Experience and specifically some of those experiences that mm -hmm. touched us and changed our lives profoundly. Because, <clears throat> mm -hmm. like we were talking about on the episodes previously, yeah, the concept you hold in your head is at conflict with the reality when you actually get the experience. Yeah. So you have an expectation, you have a concept, and then you have what actually happens, and. In those situations, that's where you truly learn something. And don't get me wrong, a lot of these learnings can be extremely difficult. But with any newfound mm -hmm. knowledge or learning, it's typically empowering because you have a better understanding of yourself, the world, or things within it. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, experience, the importance of experience um, is one of the core values that we're holding today. Um it wasn't like that for the majority of time, my lifetime, but um, I had a, a profound experience to realize the importance of experiential knowledge. Uh, this year, actually, uh, quite late. Like, like we talked about it before, I still believe the power of words, books, and those indirect methods of learning but I do find that experiential knowledge is the most comprehensive, in-depth knowledge that you can uh, obtain um, compared to others. Yeah, I would agree. I think there's a lot of value in the knowledge that we do have or we can accumulate through mm -hmm. reading or other means because we learn a better way to explain our experiences yeah. when we have them occur. You know, maybe we have better vocabulary or vernacular mm -hmm. there you go look vernacular yeah so we can use words more precisely to communicate these kind of complex ideas yeah and mm, touch them in a little bit more rigid and accurate form for mm -hmm. ourselves so i think that's the real power but yeah i totally agree i mean there's just nothing that can be said that's more valuable than mm -hmm. your own personal experience because yeah. within that lies your entire perception of reality mm -hmm. and you're right i feel like it's a more recent development the value yeah. of experience or at least in the way that it's been marketed towards us mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of funny because there is a lot of marketing towards experience but with limiting factors or they want you to get a specific experience by buying something, you know, or like right. to go hike, you need to have the best hiking shoe or blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. It's all these things that set you up to say before you can have the experience, you mm -hmm. need to spend 
a little bit or do something before right. you can go get it. But the reality is, even if you don't have those things, you're going to go get mm-hmm. a unique experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can do, I mean, in terms of doing certain activities, you can do them with, with bare minimums, you know, bare minimums. Like a hiking we did uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> we shared our experience in... Um, um, nature episode. Uh, yeah, the nature episode. Thank you. We did 37-mile hiking. Um, you know, of course, it would have been better if I, um, we, if we had a pair of hiking boots and all that shit, right? But we did it yeah. without any of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Colorado Wilderness Mountains. Right. Don't get me wrong. It was hard. But there were also learnings because of those um, difficulties. Yeah. You know, because, for example, I hiked in these shoes. You know, I didn't show you Two last time. foot fetishes out yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> I got to take off my shoes. <laughs> But um, it was really dirty, by the way, so I washed them. I think I'm going to trash them probably in a couple months or so because it is cracks and everything, right? Took a toll on those shoes for sure. But anyway, um, because I hiked in in the shoes, um, which are not meant to be hiking shoes at all, and 37 miles is special, those rocket terrains, um, I realized that... More than the thought that, okay, maybe I need a, a pair of hiking boots. More than the thought that, okay, I need to train better. You know, my cardio is bad. Um, you know, my knee's not good. And then my feet are just too soft, uh, not conditioned. All those things, right? Those are the things that I had more than, oh, I need, I need more gears. Yeah, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, Yeah. I think that's something that we get a lot in life when we actually go out there and get the experience without the gear or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Then we kind of arrive to the conclusion of, wait, what do I what do I actually need to yeah. navigate this reality? Again, it doesn't necessarily need to be hiking, but it could just be a situation yeah. that you were, by other people's definitions or marketing definition, unprepared for. Mm-hmm. And those give you, just like you are saying, the most opportunity to actually learn. And you really come to realize what's valuable and what's necessary mm-hmm. you know maybe it's not your shoe maybe it's something waterproof but maybe it's just one piece of equipment or maybe it's something like you're saying maybe it's just you need to be in better shape or conditioning mm-hmm. and again it's very easy to regulate this to the physical realm because this is understandable probably right. to almost everybody but if we're going to get into deeper things yeah which that's where we're heading then it becomes a little more nuanced a lot more personal and quite different than just, oh, I need to condition myself physically. There's a type of maybe mental conditioning that's required mm-hmm. or an adaptation of an ideology or certain beliefs mm-hmm. that can take you further or propel you. So, you know, if you're going through a breakup, something like that, depending on who you are, the amount of self-examination that you do, you might be able to take away some incredibly valuable information about the way you perceive other people, your expectations, or you could totally just shut down and say, oh, well, it was their fault totally mm-hmm. and learn nothing from it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's hard because there's always two facets to this engaging with reality. There's what reality gives you mm-hmm. and how you react to reality. Right, absolutely. Yeah, that's still true. Um, that's, I think, where uh, your maturity and experience come into play, right? Because that's 
everybody makes decisions based on largely based on their previous experiences and their current knowledge right so you made an example of um, a person a person goes through going through a, a breakup if you don't have any experience of breaking up then probably that person's uh, interaction with the situation will be very different from uh, those who have experienced them um, before right yeah so I think uh, talking about experience is very hard because there are so many variabilities but also <clears throat> in this context um, I guess where I'm getting at is that the more you experience I think you get better to interact with the certain experiences yeah yeah entirely and they if you use the mindset that all mm-hmm. experience is basically the same or applicable to every other experience mm-hmm. and then you you can kind of end up on this very effective treadmill where yeah. you're learning from everything and it's contributing and feeding to all the other interactions. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody drives, cuts you off in traffic, flips you off or whatever. You don't have to react to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be able to give yourself a second to say, does me reacting serve me? Yeah. Does it serve my goal? Does it serve my purpose? Mm-hmm. Does it serve the identity I have with who I want to be, but who also who I naturally am? Yeah. Right. How much of my willpower goes in play with that? then you start learning like, oh man, I get to choose what experience or what reaction I'm going to have. Yeah. And basically I can craft myself in a manner that I like. Yeah. And when you realize that, it really does Mm -hmm. give you power. You're like, oh, I don't have to be upset about this. Yeah. Or I can be happy. I can enjoy this thing. You can choose how you want to feel about a lot of things. Yeah. But again, that only comes with enough time of navigating the realm where you don't choose you react mm-hmm. and you get something in the reaction yeah. that you usually don't like you're right. like fuck i don't like the way that made me the way other people perceived me when i reacted that way i don't like myself when i reacted that way mm-hmm. i didn't mean to say that i didn't mean to do that yeah that wasn't my intention mm-hmm. but i chose to react and that's comes from every experience initially yeah like we talk about all the time these embedded ideas and beliefs mm-hmm. the reaction that we initially have is belief mm-hmm. that's the first reaction i believe it to be true yeah and then react rather than taking that momentary second to think right well, do i accept this is true yeah you know what i mean that small little piece and once you realize you can make a choice on that mm-hmm. then it plays into everything else it plays in how you react what you say what you do mm-hmm. what you think even the way you interface with the world mm-hmm. and yeah you run a risk of being kind of I think not understandable to other degrees or you can be labeled as I don't know sociopathic I guess or mm-hmm. psychopathic by not always giving people a reaction they're expecting yeah an outlier yeah yeah well I mean is. sometimes yeah. people do things to piss you off so they mm-hmm. can get a reaction from you and elicit a response yeah. to make it feel like you care I'm gonna piss you off because if I can see that I got you angry then I know you cared about right. it and that's totally misrepresentative of some people's reality yeah don't get me wrong some people literally don't care and that's why they don't get upset like they just Mm -hmm. don't care but you see it all the time the jobs you work i've been one of those people it's like yo you're not giving me any emotional energy like you care about this thing so i am totally going to dismiss you and think you're a piece of shit or a shitbag that just Mm -hmm. does not care about your work when in reality they're probably just thinking about other things at home or more important things for them 
Mm-hmm. And it can be hard when we come at each other in these relationships, no matter what they are, uh, one-time interactions, friends, deeper, blah, blah, blah. And we think they hold the same value systems and expectations we do. Mm-hmm. And we kind of project it on them. And when they don't line up to it, that's when we remove them in our minds or in our hearts or whatever. Or we respond poorly to them or mean to them or mm-hmm. rude, dismissive, whatever it is. Yeah. We do things that don't serve us all the time. Yeah. Yeah, the workplace example is, I think, um, it's also a vast subject, I feel like. Um <laughs> Because we have certain expectations, right? I, I guess it is a uh, um, very similar to society, right? Because society is organized in a way that we ha- uh, share certain expectations, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the workplace is very similar in that way, but um, it is more geared toward uh, making more profit, right? Um, I, I personally don't really care how other people or I do understand their um you know characters or you know where they're coming from I don't really care that too much honestly at mm-hmm. workplace because as long as we do the job right that's what matters at workplace yeah. to me so I don't care too much about like trying to understand where other people uh, people are coming from or uh how their opinions are um you know, justified things of that nature. Yeah. I don't really care too much. I don't know where we, uh, <laughs> while we're talking about, um, you know, related to workplace, but just all the experiences leading up yeah. to, yeah, yeah, for sure. Expectation right. of outcome. Yeah. You know, so choosing to be reactionary or not to be, mm-hmm. does this serve me or does it not serve me? Yeah. And a lot of the times, those things don't serve you because you can't do anything to change somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah, you can, you can lead by example and try to be an understanding person, mm-hmm. but you know, there's also a time to walk away from certain situations. But is there one? I for me, I think the when we're talking about experience, there's some specific and key experiences in my life that are yeah, um, extremely defining for me. Yeah, in changing who I am. And are almost so big that it's even hard to say that I've had other as meaningful experiences. Though those are obviously meaningful experiences as well. Mm-hmm. But I'd say the biggest first one was when my mom died mm-hmm. when I was nineteen. Yeah. Battle with cancer. And it was something I didn't realize had such a profound impact on me and changed my life for years and years. Probably mm-hmm like eight years around there seven or eight years till i realized oh fuck i am not who i want to be i've been kind of on autopilot because this experience was so impactful that i just strongly adapted and dug deeper into kind of a stoic mindset yeah you know without understanding that there's a very real need to Mm -hmm. actually process things rather than just block them out with ideology yeah and so I wasn't using stoicism as a processing mechanism, but rather as a mechanism to ignore and deregulate. Right. So all those things eventually felt like they culminated to failures down the road. Um, another one being the biggest after that, like life impacting, mm-hmm. changing moments for me 
was when I cheated on my long-term girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You know, I quit my job, went to Thailand. This is years ago, not our recent trip to Thailand. That'd be fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a girlfriend. I haven't had one in a while, so nobody cares. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's so hurtful. I'm sure somebody out there cares. Um, but no. So I remember waking up, not waking up. I guess it, yeah, waking up in a One metaphorical yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. In the in the moment, in the situation, almost like an out of body experience. Like this isn't who I am. What am I doing? What this isn't my life. Mm-hmm. And it was a very zero one moment where I snapped back into reality, and I decided right then and there I'm fucking doing everything I can to resolve this. Yeah. My life has been on autopilot in a lot of negative ways. And don't get me wrong, like I had a great relationship with her mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, like obviously negative in some other ways but there was largely due to me being able to due to me not processing <laughs> a lot of the things with yeah. my mom's passing i mean not laughing matter sorry guys this fucker you have to deal with anybody want to fill the co-host slot is a little more sensitive um but yeah i think yeah and again, I think people can have these life-altering events that they don't realize is actually affecting right. them. You don't have to like your your parent doesn't have to die. You don't have to experience like deep tragedy on that level to mm-hmm. still be deeply and profoundly impacted in a way that's not serving you. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, people would be like, "Oh, the way you're feeling and all the stuff you're going through, your reactions are completely understandable." Mm-hmm. You know. But you can understand things without justifying them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important aspect as well. Yeah, You can realize, you know, maybe the way I handle relationships and my kind of bonding with people is unhealthy because I learned this as a mm-hmm. child in my relationship with my father and my mother. Maybe they treat me poorly and I just felt like I was supposed to love them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or maybe the inverse. Maybe they treat you poor, uh, greatly and you were never able, capable of loving them. You know, because you had difficulties with your own internal struggle to actually care about somebody that loved you. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not serving you well. Maybe now you're trying to form relationships with people that they legitimately care about you and love you. Mm-hmm. But because of the unhealthy first relationship that you had or the way you viewed love conceptually, right. you know, outside your experience mm-hmm. was messed up. And so now you're continuing to project your expectation or what the outcome is going to be on everybody coming in the future mm-hmm. and so you always operate from the same place you always do the same things you always repeat this pattern of behavior yeah. like might be slightly different the actions are different but the root phenomena mm-hmm. is the same and i think that's why you really have to go get experience and understand and dig and ask yourself why do i behave a certain way why do i react why do i mm-hmm. think about these things because a lot of the time is Things are not beneficial for you only because you haven't examined them. And the second you examine them, mm-hmm. somehow it changes. Like just naturally. You become aware of it just like when you become aware of a word you're yeah. repeating very often or a phrase. Right. And if it's something you don't like or doesn't serve you, then you stop doing it. Right. You know? Yeah. Or even like we just a moment ago. We were just joking around about Mr. Miyagi and Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. And randomly in this YouTube video, they start doing clips of it. Yeah. So strange. The second we start talking about things, become aware of it, mm-hmm. suddenly we see them appearing in our reality, in our existence. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, right? It's a very strange phenomenon. Yeah. I'm sure there's something um, 
a word to describe it. I'm yeah, yeah. I guarantee there. I mean, you can you can you know try to explain it, right? But I mean, I I don't think it is important to know why, right? It happens. We all know it happens, right? And then I think that's enough to uh, really uh, make an important value to you that um, you know being aware of something and pay attention to things are are beneficial. You know, yes. could be beneficial. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The small things that you think are totally not worth paying attention to because nobody mm-hmm. ever told you to pay attention to them. Yeah. You know, that's a large part. Nobody ever said, hey, man, you don't have to get angry. Actually, anger is a choice. So is, like, being happy. Yeah. So is love. All these mm-hmm. things, are a large part of them are choices. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can get into, like, the biology of things. Like, yeah, there's a chemical action occurring mm-hmm. that enables us to feel certain things more, maybe intuitively. Yeah. But there's also a large power to mindset. Oh, yeah, of That course. seems yeah. to bring forth these chemical reactions. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's very interesting. Neuroscience and psychology, it's an only growing field, but I think largely they're going to reveal how valuable and meaningful experiences actually are. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying like, hey, look, you go on your computer and you read something. I'm not saying that's not an experience. It is. Mm-hmm. But there's a very different experience when you're out there in the midst of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly there's a difference between experience of knowledge and experience of uh, experiencing the knowledge, right? There yeah. are two different things. Um, again, like we've talked about this importance of other methods, I would call them uh, indirect. You know, I think there is only one uh, uh, direct method of uh, learning through experience, which is actually experience the subject of knowledge, right? 